This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In the air to left field. Going back on it. It is gone! Kevin Franzen sends everybody home! Ball there! Coming down! down. What up? It's Kevin Franzen and my new podcast, Pie Tar for Breakfast. Had a couple name changes on it, but uh, I think we're going to settle on this one. For those that don't know, I covered myself in Pie Tar. I loved Pine Tar. I loved it since I was a little kid because my favorite player, Craig Biggio, had Pine Tar all over him. So might as well do what is needed. And that is what associates, what do you make yourself and associate yourself with? Well, baseball one, Pine Tar two. Probably in that order. I wouldn't go Pine Tar, then baseball, but why not? So we're going to make it a, uh, the new name of the podcast again. We are still in April, still enjoying what's going on at the same time. There are some issues, and the issues are starting to creep up, and one is injuries, two is poor defensive play, and three is sometimes you run into people that end up having better stuff that day than you do. And I, I think a little bit of it when we we look at Kyle Freeland in Colorado, the lefty who is a stud who pitches with a lot of, um, yes, stones, as I, I like to say, with a lot of stones. He performed great. The next day they have the opportunity to, you know, 17 runners left on base in, in Colorado and only score a few runs, three runs to be exact, and lose on a Charlie Blackman walk-off homer, win the next night, Lose on Sunday and then have, I think, a clunker last night in New York. You're going to go through these these spurts throughout a season. These are the, the ebbs and flow of the season are are incredible. It's how you react from them. Look, they're in a little rut. Oh well. And when I look at this team in general, the Philadelphia Phillies, they struggle, and they they, they struggle with. Guys that are able to be effectively wild, I guess you could say. These guys have such a good plan at the plate that it sometimes is hard to adjust. Last night, Steven Matz could not locate his fastball in, but had such good stuff at throwing 94-95 that he was able to elevate, he was able to miss bats away. It helps quite a bit when you throw that hard. They're going to run into guys like that. It just happens. So one of those you kind of tip your cap on and, you know, situational hitting at times. We know last year was a problem. This year won't be as much because you have a lot more depth in the lineup to create um, opportunities for you as a team and, and everything. Last night they had an opportunity, you know, 0-0 ball game. Runners in second and third, Andrew McCutcheon was up and infield was back. In, in certain regards, look, when you play 
in a rain out or not rain out, but a rain delayed game and there's still rain in the forecast, number one, just get on the board early because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. And I think Jake Arrieta last night alluded to it that he didn't he didn't think guys were ready. And you know what? It happens often. I don't think you know fans understand that guys have these emotions and, and especially during a rain delay, there is probably 60% of the guys that you'll play with that want to shut it down. They're like, look, I'll play a doubleheader. That's fine. And when you do that, the moment you do that, and they say the game is on, it takes a lot to get back. I was a guy, um, not to toot my own horn, I didn't want rainouts. I was always locked into play. I didn't want that because, I mean, what else do you want to do? You want to play. That was me. Okay, that is me. That isn't everyone else. So some of the times that when, when, when you hear guys, especially players, be critical of teammates, you hope that the person that's saying them practices what he preaches. Jake Arrieta does that. Jake Arrieta pitched so well last night. Should have had a better outing as far as uh, the win-loss. But that happens. And now he's 3-2. and two, Had an opportunity to go to 4-1 and one on the season, on the early part of the season. But again, he pitched great. Made a couple mistakes here and there that I, I think he'd want back. But for the most part, I mean, really? We were talking about last night, Scott Fransky and I, that Pete Alonso hits the double down the right field line, and it was a, a pitch off the plate, and it's literally against a guy like that, inches. So if you're a couple inches lower, guaranteed it's going to be an out, a swing through, all that stuff, and it's just a matter of time before that guy hits a wall. Probably not. He's he's such a good player. Pete Alonso is a fantastic hitter. Um, you don't really want to say that about Mets hitters, I guess, if you're a part of the Phillies podcast, but give credit where credit is due. So tonight, they have to get back on track. Getting back on track is against Zach Wheeler, and Zach Wheeler, as they saw last time, last week on the day, you know, getaway day for them before they were headed to Denver, that he's got good stuff, and he's got stuff that will play at 98, 98 to 100. He throws a split, throws a curveball. And he throws a 92-mile-an-hour slider, just like your average 92-mile-an-hour slider. It's unbelievable the stuff that these guys are throwing these days. And they got their work cut out for them because they have to answer the bell. A teammate called him out for right reasons, and I think, more than anything, they have to answer the bell. Should they be mad at Jake Arrieta? No. No. What he said was perfect. Didn't go overboard. Didn't do any of that. It was perfect. Now, you don't want Bryce Harper to get thrown out every night. We all know that. Uh, that might be the only one that I, I did understand. Uh, you don't want your three-hole hitter, your best player on the team, to get ever tossed out of a game. You never do. But in the case for Bryce, Mark Carlson was brutal. And, you know, the pitch against Bryce was one thing. The pitch to Cesar was even worse. And then... I mean, you could say that they missed both, you know, calls on both sides, but I, I think at the times that you look at the calls, the times of the game, they hurt the Phillies a lot more. Jake Arrieta not getting the 0-1 uh, sinker down and in, or, yeah, down and in to Jeff McNeil makes it 1-1, one and, one, 
instead of 0-2. 0-2, Jeff McNeil is a typical, I'd like to say, like California baseball hitter. Like, you get the two strikes. You know, t- guys, but how we are taught how to play, choke up, two strikes, put in play, put on play, put in play hard. You're not looking at a lot of slug from him with two strikes. Well, he doesn't get the two strikes because he got the 1-1 pitch, and that changes the, everything. So, with that being said, tonight's a new night. It's going to be a great night. Hopefully, it stays like this because, like in Colorado on uh, Friday, this is the most, or Saturday, the most perfect day that you could ever have here in New York. And I'm looking forward to it. And so I hope, I hope you tune in tonight to listen to Scott Fransky and I. For WIP, home of the Phillies. More Pie Talk for Breakfast coming up next. You remember Jimmy Rollins' speed. You remember his smile. Now remember him as a Philly forever at the Coca-Cola Jimmy Rollins Retirement Night with a special pregame ceremony Saturday, May 4th against the Nationals. Order at phillies.com. What up? Welcome back to Pie Talk for Breakfast. Kevin Franzen is your host right here. And we want to do a little bit of stuff uh, around the league, and I think it is very pertinent to do it. I, I, I think it's essential. Um, injuries have no doubt been biting a lot of teams in the butt. We all know that, the Phillies being one. The Yankees having sort of a problem on that. I mean, you're talking about, what, six regulars that, that are on the opening day lineup that are hurt right now, 13 guys on the IL. That's not good. Um, you know, you have pro- top prospects in baseball getting hurt and hurt early on. So you're looking and, and you're wondering what can be made about of this first month. And, you know, you look at the standings. And all throughout baseball, there's certain things that stand out. Number one, I think more than anything, isn't the Rays being 15-8 and eight and number one in the East – it is Boston being nine and thirteen and five and a half out of first, but a minus thirty-eight run differential. You're talking about a team that has so many, so much offensive skill and really good pitching, but they lost a lot. They lost a lot on the back end of the pitching. Uh, we know number one with Craig Kimbrell. That's a that that's going to you know hurt you a little bit. But Chris Sale hasn't been Chris Sale. David Price, eh? Porcello. The guys have not been them. But it is April. They are nine and thirteen. It's not like they are. What? Let's go four and uh, four and seventeen. Something like that. It's not like that. They're having to. They're only four games under five hundred. But the Rays are seven games over. So you got some making up to do there. Um, I think it's impressive what Tampa continues to do. Kevin Cash, the manager there, seems to have got these guys locked in. You talk about maybe the most unsung relief core and talking to some of the Rockies guys that just saw Tampa this year. In 95 to 100 is like you're at, like that's your normal guy. Almost every guy throws that. Alvarado, the closer, throws 100 from the left side with uh, Johnny Venter's old school uh, sink. That's not cool as a hitter. Minnesota's doing what I thought they were going to do. They're the only team, only team in the Central that with a plus, plus run differential. And at plus 24, the Cleveland Indians starting to get some guys healthy, I think helps out quite a bit for them. Uh, 
the other team that is beyond surprising to me is Seattle. In 16-9, they're one and a half games up on Houston. And they have a plus 32 run differential, and I think that's essential because this team, the, the Mariners in itself, are a very good team. You just didn't see this coming, especially with getting rid of Edwin Diaz, Robinson Cano. You didn't know how guys were going to react. On the National League side, Pittsburgh, what Pittsburgh's doing, I'm I going to completely say I'm baffled. Absolutely baffled. 12-8 and eight, uh, with a plus one run differential, but they've only scored 72 runs. And that, that means their pitching is doing an incredible job. Can that last all year? I don't think so. Um, are the are the Cubs going to be ten and ten? Are they going to be five hundred team? This is not a five hundred team. Chris Bryant hasn't even started doing anything. That's that's a scary thought. Milwaukee, um, St. Louis at a plus twenty nine. We're seeing not only Matt Carpenter but Paul Goldschmidt do his thing, and Marcelo Zuna is absolutely on a tear. I just mentioned it. The Milwaukee Brewers. I know Christian Yelich. If anyone has watched Christian Yelich over the years, you're talking about one of the best hitters. Not power power guys, hitters. And when you teach kids, and, you, and, and, I, and I really do think that a part of it is learning the nuances of hitting before learning about launch angle and doing this and lifting a ball, you got to be able to square up a ball consistently. And Christian Yelich squares up a ball consistently. Year in, year out, when he's – whether he has been a, a, a all-star or not, he squares up more baseballs in the league than anyone, and we're we're seeing it. We're seeing the benefits of it now. You play in a park that is very conducive to you, and going from Marlins Park to Miller Park. I mean, look what his first first month numbers are: thirty for eighty-nine, four doubles, thirteen homers. 31 RBIs, 16 walks. He has a 12.59 OPS. That is nuts. I mean, you're talking about a team that has so many homers already as a team. And I, I, I just – I saw a little bit of this coming, especially after his MVP year last year, but 13 homers in the first month? Not that. I didn't see that. This kid's special. He's so special, and he's a great dude, and, and you want to root for a guy like that. Now – we always see the guys that come out first month, have a great first month, and the second month, eh, can he, I do not want to say, can he last on this? Can he go with the uh, 13 homers a, a month? No, he's not. But if he goes 13 homers and he goes five homers, is that a bad drop? No, he has got 18 homers before June. Come on. Christian Yelich is, is so good. The Brewers are so good. That's why that division is very surprising to me. How can the Pittsburgh Pirates pitching staff, who's been incredible so far, how can they neutralize these offenses? Because that's the only way they're going to do it. They don't have they the P Pittsburgh Pirates do not have the offense to last in this whole thing. Um, and that that's just a personal opinion. Doesn't mean they're not good. Their pitching staff's incredible, but that's that. Um, and then you look at the West. I didn't really see foresee this coming, and, and people laugh at me all the time because I, I just don't see a team go six straight National League West titles like the Dodgers have and continue the dominance and especially go two late postseason runs and 
come back the next year and just get off to an incredible start. And that's where they are at. My pick in the West was going to be the Padres. This was before Manny. I just felt like there something about the young, the young kids and and them being able to do some stuff. Uh, they're showing a lot, obviously in the NL West, that they are going to be a, a team to be reckoned with, and it could be like the Phillies from last year. But what Cody Bellinger is doing, I mean, you're talking about a guy 424 right now. 424 for a power guy. 11 homers, 28 RBIs, and. <clears throat> Something that I don't know if it is uh, something that he was very conscious about when he came into the season. But last year, Cody Bellinger struck out 151 times in 557 at-bats. It's quite a bit. He's still homer 25 times. The year before, 146 strikeouts, 39 homers in 480 at-bats. So that's quite a bit. He has struck out 12 times. Cody Bellinger has only struck out 12 times. So, uh, (laughs) it's incredible to think that this kid is only 23 years old, and he's getting better and better and better. I don't know if that's going to last, but it's it's really fun to to watch and see. Cody Bellinger do his thing. Young guys, young, stupid, talented guys in this league. We are in good hands with all the talent that's going on. Um, But it's always fun, like, to hopefully at some point come back and look at what we were talking about right now here in April and see where we're at in June and do the things that we say match up with with everything that's going on. Because I, I, I do find it fascinating, teams that get out to strong starts, you don't go into cruise control. I don't see the Tampa Bay Rays going into cruise control. They're always going to push because they know that not only are the, the Yankees not healthy and they're 12 and 10, but the Red Sox will get back to what the Red Sox do, and that's win, and that's win a lot. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm, uh, I'm more than excited that this year has started off the way it has all around baseball. Um, some great stories and, you know, some, some things that are starting to pop up that were, you know, I, I, I think as a baseball fan, I'm excited to see where they go to. Baltimore's being who we thought they were. Kansas City's going to be who they thought they were. But they are going to be a rough go as the season goes on because, for me, the speed kills. Speed always – they will run, run, run. And when teams are tired, they're going to continue to run. And that's when I think they take advantage of teams. And so that's, that's where it gets scary. The LA Angels, obviously Trout's so great. It, it's just surprising every time. Nine and fourteen, and you know six games out from from Seattle. So I just let's get it going. If you're the Angels, get it going. We need Trout in the uh, in the postseason. We need our best player in 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 the postseason. We need to see that all the time. I think that would be beneficial. And yeah, so that's around the league on pine tar for breakfast and i hope you enjoyed this podcast because i did i enjoyed talking baseball appreciate it hit me up on twitter at kevin franzen or yeah at kevin franzen because that's the only thing i have right now for pine tar for breakfast kevin franzen podcast appreciate you listening kevin franzen
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 